did not. Let's do that again. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dimzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Finally feels like spring here in Southern California, man. Woo-wee. Sun's out, warm weather, Get the t-shirt on today. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're 24 it's hours been, away from the nice draft man. that long freaking last. I can already, I could kind of get the vibe from <laughs> fifth year option today. If I had to put a, a, a descriptor on your tone, I'm going to go with over it. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, I just want it to, I just want it to happen. I want to go pick up my paycheck. <laughs> um, fucking like move on with my life. Like I'm ready to just dive in on football because, and it is. It's funny. It is football. I want to dive in on like, you know, how these teams are starting. I've spent zero time in like how some of these free agency moves have gone. How you know how some of these teams are shaping up. How you know we don't have schedules yet, but we have like here's the teams you're going to play. Like mm-hmm. starting to you know analyze some of that and stuff. And I will say. And I will talk to you guys in the Deep Dive DGENS Discord because I'm looking for ideas. Um, part of the reason, yeah, we killed brown bag bets is because I need time. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm i going to try to write a pretty good NFL. I mean, it'll be NFL gambling, but NFL, mostly NFL sports betting newsletter hopefully and cool. during this and with a lot of help from a lot of other people hopefully during the season maybe even daily should well, be cool. nice. so anything um, anyone's uh look, honestly also if you want to write for free well um, that's cool uh, just, uh let me let me know on that but I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh soliciting ideas from some of my trusted uh deep dive dgens in the discord like i get yelled at for not posting enough in there on the my vr day so i had to go post like i like vr's attitude i didn't love your attitude so him kind of taking you to task was was i'm uh, just i'm a a real good lurker (laughs) in there like because i'm like if i and here's the reason why if i get started in a conversation it's like oh i just lost an hour because i'm talking (laughs) like nine people in this yeah. And uh, I kind of miss the days when the RAS Slack was on Slack. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, it was easier because work. Okay. I have the work Slack too. I just flip back and forth. But um, okay. no, I'm, I'm excited for it to be over. I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to see what live options we have. Mm. I think uh, that's always been fun. There's always some good opportunities. Yeah. And yeah, let's. I guess final thoughts on that before we get, and we'll take, you know, fuck, we'll take any questions you guys have. Well, yeah, let me, let me kind of, let me kind of run a couple things by you. First of all, um, also Julie's rain don't get hurt. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I was. I have Grizzlies on. I can't. I can't. Okay. Can't watch the Knicks. Those Knicks. I think he games fucked up his ankle. Uh, somebody, somebody uh, help um, me out with that in the in the chat, guys. Uh, no. The um, couple things I wanted to bring up. The uh, we'll talk some NBA for sure today. I wanted to kind of air some air some some thoughts oh, uh, on the NBA playoffs. Um, no grievances other than the Grizzlies shitting on me. Um. But a couple things. First of all, it's been, you know, I got to do a fifth year option with Luke last week. It was awesome fun. I hope you got a chance to hear that one. Um, we rolled through some wild Definitely bringing you back. 
We don't also hate, as far as soliciting ideas, we are going to bring back the fifth-year option for the NBA draft. It might not be 15 weeks of it. It would probably be a shorter run. But we had a lot of fun with the end. All, all three of us, UI, Luke, everybody, we had a lot yeah. of fun with it last year. We know a lot of good guys. There's some good information, that, and we have some good connections, I believe, that we can maybe help you guys out with some good bets with some information. But it cannot be called 50-year option. That is very football specific. So if you guys have a good draft. Uh, Josh limited... met a guy with the first one headed to the locker room. I like that. Um, <laughs> I thought that would like we're not doing an Anthony Davis centric. Well, no, but he's headed but... to the locker room because these guys are now going to NBA locker rooms. Um, I think they're right, I think they're answering the Julius Randle question, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so, so but, um, but that, I, I digress. The what I was going to say is I'd like you to come on that at some point. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Obviously, a great um, guest. it's been cool to have that as you know, a fifth year option is the second show running on our feed. Uh, I'm going to pitch. Uh, bringing back some of the green um, evergreen podcasts, just rerun them, you know, just re-add them to the feed. Oh, some like of the ones that. we did back in the day, we'll put one up every Monday and then still do a live show every Friday. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, I want, I kind of want to listen to a couple of those myself. And if we hear one, we're like, shit, man, we got to re-record that we one. Stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. That's entirely possible. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple thoughts, you know, we'll get to the draft in a second, but of course I got to fill in for you on fifth year option. Cause, uh, you were, uh, out becoming a professional putt-putt golfer. Now I didn't get to see the whole event. Um, but what I saw, you were at the top of the leaderboard. Like you looked like you had an insurmountable lead. I saw at one point you had like 10 or 15 points and like the next best golfer had like four. So, oh, like, my God, Drew. I'm, I'm not cutting. Right. You won. Right? This was probably the reason. And I, I, I'm very good at like self-evaluation and I knew this in like high school, like mm-hmm. with sports, like I was good. Te- I was a good technician mm-hmm. um, when it came to sports. I was decent. I just really, really lacked like that fire, that competitive, like, <laughs> oh shit, I gotta, I gotta win at all costs. I'm like, God, I'd be a lot better if I cared more. And th- that combined with, the amount of pressure there is when there's a camera like <laughs> six inches from your fucking face. It was basically like if I if I got a hole in one on a couple holes and oh, I parred sure twenty. Did. Yeah, if, I did. I got two hole in ones on the on the eighteen. <laughs> um, if I missed the second putt, there was just no threes. It was going to be a five. Like that was my issue because then it's like oh god, like. It's almost like the the sitcom where you hear the voices in your sure. head and like every, sure. and it, the room gets dark and you can see the people laughing at you and it's like oh my god I'm just I'm melting here and then I'd miss a three footer and go six feet I'd have another three footer on the way back it was yeah. it was so a you, mess so you didn't so you didn't win is what you're telling me really psycho <laughs> and it's funny too because it's it's just a it was just an event that is held at like. <laughs> This is the funniest part. It would be like John Rom getting his master's jacket and some guy like walking up uh, with his three other buddies and be like, yeah, we got the, we got the 522 tea time. Uh, can you guys clear out? Like legitimately when the event was done, there was just like families rolling into mini golf. You know, oh, it's just, a, it's a public court, you know, they knew Amazing. it was closed for certain hours for the event, but like just a bunch of kids rolled up afterwards. So mm. they sell these trophies that you can buy. 
and uh, I spent twelve bucks <laughs> on a trophy that has a horse's ass that said last DFL. place. Oh, yeah, it said last place. Yes. My kids yes. think it's funny because they thought they just gave it to me. Like, I got a trophy for last place. Like, yeah, buddy. It yeah, it's not good. Good. yeah, this is a good one. I, I, I will say that to improve people, my putting game. Yeah, the W, the W, the World Putting League is the is the league, but this event was put on by uh, PLN. Just okay. you know, Pro League Network. They they were great. They had so much. They had a great camera crew. They had the setup. Yeah. They had the announcers. They had the live stream. Um, legitimately, the live stream was happening right outside, and all the golfers who were eliminated are staring, watching it. Of course, on the TV, just because it's easier. You can't like yeah. follow these guys around the course. There's not enough room. They they did a great job, and uh, I hopefully I can work with them again on whatever else they they want to do with cards. Pro eating league right. for sure. Do, do they not have do they not have deals in place with the pro eating? I, I, I might have to put them in contact with some people I know, but mm. uh, no, it, it was a it was a ton of fun. Even though if I got the shit kicked out of me on a few holes okay well, i believe i was under par on after like five holes or something yeah. i i enjoyed it when they unraveled. flashed up your score and you were like 10 and the next best was four and they had you like highlighted with one other person and they were like this is danger zone danger might zone. not make the cut <laughs> i cracked me up um uh, but uh anyway uh the uh any truth to the rumor that the the myrtle beach chamber of commerce asked you and jeff and pizza to leave the city I would have stayed there. I would have stayed there for <laughs> dude, I got back to Minneapolis, it was like 36 degrees. Oh. I would have stayed there for another um and I did misspeak. I, this is how I don't know if anyone else is in this boat and they don't listen to their wife well enough. Sure. I I was pretty <laughs> sure she booked a house north of Wilmington. She booked Uh-oh. a house south of Wilmington. So the, yeah. the Airbnb she got on the beach is like 30 minutes from Myrtle. Oh, yeah. So definitely heading back with the family. And I'm going to show them like this is it's like, you know, when Joe Namath brings the grandkids out to the this is where <laughs> this is where I competed. You know, I'm, I'm going to bring them to that mini golf place. Hopefully they don't fucking remember me. Oh, this jackass. <laughs> oh, this guy. Horses oh, ass. Yeah. Oh, horses ass. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, did you guys do any gambling? Like on hockey. On hockey, okay, okay. Yeah. You just they yeah, gave you some you tips, and you watched. That's, you watched a lot the, of integrity. Yeah, so. I'm sure there's a lot of integrity about the event. Okay, um, all right. Well, a uh, couple we did, of we uh, I was with Canadians. We bet on hockey. We we went out. We had fun. It was good. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I bet some baseball for sure. I was down there. Oh, nice. Um, okay, well, a couple. Of, let's pivot to a couple of draft stories. I'm glad that uh, you made it back safely. Um, <clears throat> so far, or at least on the 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 big kind of uh, you know the big bombshell on fifth year option when I was talking with Luke last week was uh, kind of truly and 100% sincerely. We were speculating uh, about the likelihood that uh, Mac Jones may be on the move considering how that relationship is. Yeah. There were some rum. They were Um, very light rumblings at that point. And I, you know, I said that out loud and we got a lot of feedback of who told you this you know, what is going on here? Like, how did you find this out? And apparently there was a kind of plausible smoke there that there was an offer in place, including Mac Jones to Texans for the two pick uh, with the target being Will Levis. I have since been told, uh, and this is kind of recent, that Texans are out of the trading the two VQ market. They are going to stick with their pick and it is a pretty significant uncertainty. I don't know what the Patriots do now. Like, 
uh, you know, the, the idea that they have poisoned that relationship beyond repair, I think is pretty, pretty apparent. And I really have no idea where they go from here. Um, they may be in the quarterback market still in this draft. I have no clue. Um, but they're not going to get their guy apparently unless they, he slides to three and they make a deal with the Cardinals, I guess. But I haven't heard that that's really has any legs to it. So I think for now, at least we got to put that in our back pocket and just try to figure out what we're going to do with that information. Um, the, uh, other thing that I thought was pretty interesting was, uh, um, there is a huge amount of uncertainty with two still. Really, really smart, well-connected people. You, did you hear my question I posed to Luke right off the bat? I said, at this point, let's just say, at, at this point, we are right around 24 hours exactly out. I said, at this point last year, how many picks did you have like a 90% certainty or above on? It was a handful. I, at I think least at this, eight, eight-ish. I, I think at this point, we were pretty sure about the top three. Yeah. Pretty and four and five we were pretty close on yeah um lot like we were sure two, two was still a little bit of a question mark somebody bet the crap out of kv came on thibodeau you remember and yeah, there was a lot of buzz on that and i remember getting very lucky because i was like i was oh i had uh bet over two and a half on thibodeau early like for a full stake uh and then after hearing all that, I was like, fine, fine, I'll buy out. And I got like under four and a half or there, something there stupid. Was a and then the Giants of... took him four. Very, very, very lucky middle. Um, yeah, four and five, four, five, and two were a little bit in the air. I, I felt strongly about Hutch. Obviously, Trayvon, I felt yeah. was a lock looking back at how much freaking bets I put on it. Stingley, we felt really good about. We yeah, but just in general, like which positions teams were keyed on yeah yeah you know, exactly. what, what like, uh, range the, players were going to go in all of that was pretty um Frank plausible London, and, yeah those ones felt really good at the time and now we sit here and there are a bunch of players who are like market says yeah these guys are going top 10 they may go top five but their range is like could go as high as three as low as 12 <laughs> like what the shit <laughs> like the, this the, is crazy the uncertainty yeah. this year is much higher yeah. And it, it and it, it sometimes it's just like oh there's chunks of uncertainty like we said mm-hmm. we knew we knew Stingley mm-hmm. but two was going to be you know Thibodeau or Hutch and then that was going to change four five six based on sure. who's left and then where the you know Icky where Cross where these other tackles go at this point there's so many teams it's like well they they need all of this and they could go a bunch of different ways and a lot of it depends on the dominoes that fall before it which sucks. Um, and I don't say this often, but when I do say it, I mean it. Sometimes I wish we didn't gamble because it was like what I said to you earlier in the, when we were speaking about the NBA, I said, from a betting standpoint, you know, I hope, what did I say? I hope, I hope the Celtics plane crashes into the Bucks, <laughs> into the Bucks trading facility. <laughs> yes. so, I can get, so I can just get Philly by to the finals. Yeah. I said, but from a watching the NBA standpoint, I'm excited for Celtics. Phillies, surely, surely. Phillies. I keep calling them the Phillies. Sixers, yeah. Celtics. Um, I'm yeah. very excited for that. But same same thing goes with this. Like, if you're not betting on this, the level of uncertainty is a lot of fun. There's there's going to be wild surprises around every corner. That said, hopefully not. Hopefully we just get a bunch of leaks and information tomorrow, yeah. and we can make a shitload more money. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This uh, this time last year, it was all a matter of like making sure 
people were sincerely understood that Trayvon Walker was going one. Uh, that was kind of late breaking. Um, yeah. This year, though, I mean, I I still I still don't really understand what's going on with Houston too. Um, we've have well connected friends. We're in the same circles from info sharing and everything. Are you surprised at the f- sort of like three people who all would know all telling you something very different about what Houston intends to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I lack think of consensus. Of you would agree, though, that there's a lack of consensus in the info space. Yeah, and it's one of those things where every we could go 50 drafts and not have two that we'd be like, hey, remember the 2018 draft? It was a lot like this one sitting here in 2032. We could go 50 years and not be able to say that because the teams that have high picks combined with the – there's so many like – you know, the, the independent and the dependent variables are eh. like, there's so much going on and like how many teams need the same amount of the same position combined with how many of those players are there combined with the positional, um, like, what do you call it? The value, the positional value of that position, sure. implied value of your draft pick that you have, the amount of trades that can happen. Like just, having a draft that is nothing like last year should be very unsurprising. Sure. Like, and just, you know, the teams that are at the crux points that matter Houston at two, um, you know, some of these like uh, Indy at four, some of these ones where if we knew what they were doing, we could put a lot of pieces together around yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Like the fact that they're, you know, sometimes you just have teams with tight ships at the top and they're not going to have leaks. Sure. Like, you know, if if we had Pittsburgh get one and, you know, like uh, a couple of these Is other there teams a strategic were... advantage, though, to giving miss? Because, like, literally, you put the puzzle pieces together and who's getting what from who, and it literally looks like there is a coordinated effort to mislead. Do you think I'm overstating that? I, I don't think it doesn't happen. That's a weird way to say that. But I, I don't think it's, you know... So Some, I'm I'm conspiracy tinfoil. Yeah, you're hats full saying, I'm tinfoil hat saying that they they internally had an intended and an, there's a intention to mislead. So the fact that you have the Texans at two and twelve, the Colts at four, and mm-hmm. the Tennessee Titans sitting there in a spot where they might be trading up, um, you know, all these teams that are within the same division, like. That just screams like, why wouldn't you release some misinformation? Of course. Why wouldn't why and I, I think that's a big part of why Houston and Indy have been really, really tight lipped about stuff as much as they can be. And the same thing yeah. with Tennessee. So sure. I think that's that's some of the uncertainty and like and then the thing is too, you're sitting here with the three spot very likely to be traded over the next twenty four hours. I don't know if they can get it done during the draft. But I, I feel like it's 50-50 that Arizona moves that pick before we go live and have 20 minutes of fucking coverage before we get Bryce Young to go. Okay. So what is the situation in Houston? If uh, Let's just pretend that we like know. that. Let, let's pretend then that there was no intention to mislead and that this is all born out of just who you're connected to and what information you got. And this coach likes Will Anderson. And this GM likes Tyree Wilson and this owner wants to take a quarterback. And the best on his, in his opinion is 
Will Levis. And that's what's kind of driving all of this, what seems like uncertainty, right? Or at least is driving this kind of obfuscation. Um, that word. What? Uh, doesn't yeah. it? So doesn't it feel like, think of a situation that's just like that recently. Um, Last year, number one pick. Yeah, sure. Sure. We we knew that for for sure. We said coach likes one decision though. Yeah. No, that's what that's the difference. We don't really know whose decision this is. Coach, that's the big difference. The coach liked a player. Yeah. Khan liked a player. Yeah. Balky liked a player. Right. And those are three different players. But we we had information that said, you know, this is the this is the guy that won the argument. And this is the way they're going. It's the same situation. We just don't have that. We don't know who. We don't know who wins. Okay, which is worse. Let's. But let me. Let me. Let me then tell you. Ask you if this passes any of the smell test. You potentially have a situation where your two division rivals who don't have quarterbacks, Tennessee and Indy, choose after you at three and four. Your job security is so high as the GM if you get to make that choice that you really are going defense and you're going to let your opponents take the next two quarterbacks. Like, does that, does that pass the smell test? You know what I keep thinking about? It's that stupid tweet in the goddamn old English font. Yeah. Like, the first thing I thought of when they sent that tweet was, well, first off, like who okayed this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> sure. Like, let's, let's not do this ever. But the second one was like, Oh my God, they're going to pass on a quarterback. They're that gonna trade. How you think that was what it meant? Like just like because how mad? Put yourself in the shoes of a Texans fan. Like you've won a couple division titles five six years ago. You won a playoff game or two. Nothing nothing really to write home about as a franchise sure. so far. Sure. Like you're you're not you're not like Cleveland Browns frustrated, but you're frustrated. And you've had Davis Mills, and you've had you know like just whatever at quarterback. You're. You, like if I'm a fan of the Texans, mm-hmm. I want a quarterback no matter what. I'm not even sure I care which one. Sure. So like I think if you are going to go defense, you have to like really, really lay be, the groundwork. Yeah, right. Like, hey, honey, I know Valentine's Day is like a Tuesday, but like you know we have a tea time. <laughs> like you, you got to like buy your presents ahead of time and stuff, just because you uh, just got you these flowers because I love you, but. Yeah, you it's, also have to be absolutely locked in certain that the guy you're passing on quarterback for is going to be a long-term contributor, a la, you know, the commanders and Chase Young not extending. Yeah, uh, and like that's you, right. You I have in, and there's no Chase. Neither of these guys is Chase Young in this draft in terms of, like, bona fide surefire will get, a, you know, to defense player of the year. And uh, I, I, wonder, you know, I wonder if the Texans' mind hive is in the same spot where I'm at where – I don't think any of the quarterbacks are good. So then why in the world didn't you entertain a trade with the Patriots to get Mac Jones? That answers your quarterback question. And then you can basically get two players on top yeah. of that. And it, yeah. and who knows whatever the future compensation was. So what's, yeah, what's, what's the point of that? Like Mac Jones is he's an upgrade over what he's you're going to trot out there now. So he's an upgrade, but if if you're resigned to hey, we're going to put this, him at a bargain basement. I price. know, but if if you're resigned to put out this statement like hey, have patience, guys. Why you know, why have this 
why spend anything on this intermediate? Even if it's a bargain price on this intermediary, I don't think anybody thinks Mac Jones is going to be like, hey, this is the key to you know opening up the next ten years. Like, if you're truly going to pass on one of these four quarterbacks, because maybe you just don't like them, maybe you don't think there's anybody worth it, and you just want to go defense, defense, or defense, offensive line, defense, wide receiver. Why wouldn't you just you know? Why wouldn't you just not take a quarterback at all? Um, roll out and deal with the backlash of starting Davis Mills again and go get Caleb. I, you think that the f- fan base there has patience for third coach in three years and fan base doesn't fire the GM. Like, you know, I don't they, know. They, 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 there's a, there's a huge, there's just a huge, this doesn't pass the smell test. No, it, it, do, it doesn't like, it yeah. doesn't make sense. You know what? It doesn't make sense from a, this is how things are always done. This is how the league works. This is how GMs have to operate to keep their jobs. Sure. But from a, like, maybe this is the right move and they're actually smarter than most teams. Like, if if you don't believe in any of these quarterbacks, I, you entertain the trade. And if the Patriots are dead set on Mac is the asset rather than more picks, then maybe you just tell them to pound sand, take an Andy, elite defender. Andy, you know what? If you don't believe in... Levis at two, and the Patriots want to trade up for him at two, and you're getting there next year's first round pick. You absolutely pulled the trigger, and then mm-hmm. you are getting good players in your draft. You've got your quote coach now. You're gonna run a you know you're gonna run a Shanahan type of system that doesn't even really need an elite See, quarterback I, I think, anyway. I think you can win next year and then still have a, a crack at, potentially at the top to upgrade your situation. And here's my here's my theory about why that that. I think the Patriots lowballed them, sure. Because because they said probably. Well, now now we know you don't like a quarterback in the draft. So why why don't we just hey I got Arizona on on hold right now. Like yeah. here's our offer. It sucks, and we don't give a shit because take a quarterback. Either do something you don't want to do, or pass on a quarterback, and we'll just take him at three. And we can we can give Arizona a, a slightly worse package probably. So I I yeah, think they I don't know. The pay, you got to give Arizona you got to give Arizona more because they are not going to see taking on a beleaguered Mac Jones as an asset. They have a very inexperienced GM. Like I think he can take mm-hmm. advantage of Austin yeah. Ford. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, I, anyway. I don't know. Like I do. I, I do. Am, I do think that yeah, we're going. We're going a long way around. I just don't see. I'm seeing. I'm looking at all the. It tea doesn't leaves pass here. the smell test. Though, I'm looking at right. all the tea leaves here, and I just cannot help but feel like the Texans have known for a while what their plan is, and all of this smoke screening misinformation. I think it was coordinated, uh, and I think it, it was intended to do two things: try to drive up the Patriots' price for the trade up, and no. or. Uh, try to entice the, try to convince the Titans that they're not going to take a quarterback, which then encourages the Titans to pull the trigger on a trade to move up to three before the draft starts. And then presumably if you know who, or if you think you know who the Titans are going to take, you can take that guy from right out from under their nose. Uh, and honestly, like that entire thing being their plan, I would have much more respect for this organization from top to bottom than I would if they actually stick with a to pick number two, take a defender, and then their on their honest plan heading into next season is we got a quarterback with Hendon Hooker at the end of the first round. Like that, if that's the actual plan, then these guys are as miserable as the third coach in three no, years would suggest. They're they're not 
in the middle of the distribution. They're for sure one of the <laughs> one of the ends of this. They right. they even have stuff yes. so figured out. Yes. And and also I I I have never done it, but I will say a lot of the trades over the last 20 years that I've been following football with New England Patriots have been very advantageous for the Patriots and I bet they're a pain in the ass to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I wonder for for some reason that trade that trade negotiation either never happened or it broke down. Who knows? Okay. My 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 theory is, man, they they put that, you know, they put the expectations out there that hey, guess what? One more year of rebuild, guys. Like stick with yeah. it. If they were able, if you are able to put out that statement and that's truly the way they go, yeah, then I think you have buy in from the ownership on the the GM coach the leadership group. Because okay. if it's not, if it's, you know, if you're sitting there at like a naggy pace kind of thing from a couple of years ago and you know ownership isn't isn't bought into you, like you can't be pulling any of this stuff. You just have to be like, oh, my God, we have to Hail Mary, which quarterback, like you're not even thinking about which quarterback gives me the best next 10 years. You're thinking about which quarterback gives me the best 2023 and nothing mm-hmm. else matters like that. Sure. I just have to save my job. Okay. So, um, the, that, I think we can close the book on this. I still think Levis goes to, uh, I think if the, um, I know, I mean, I, this isn't going to make a break. You saw my, my percentages. This isn't, yeah. I, I, this isn't going to make or break my, um, my draft, I guess one kind of one final thought on them. Let's really close the book on this. Okay. John McClain goes on Houston radio says, They've known all along. I think it's going to be Levis, and then releases a mock later in the day that has Tyree Wilson. <laughs> what is your yeah. what is your opinion of that? <laughs> come out, come out to the coast. Have a few laughs. <laughs> John McLean, incredible, unserious people. The people that, and if you don't have information, <laughs> you can just say whatever you want. I. That's your opinion. That's what you think. What you think is going on there? I, I just don't think he actually has the answer. Okay, okay, but why change it then? I don't know, man. Why change it unless Texans asked you to ask you to? Honestly, I feel yeah, like I, they, mean, I feel like he probably got a call after he's, that. And, and Dan like, hits us too. Like he's in, he's in like semi-retirement, man. It doesn't matter. He's made his nut. He's like you know he's a big deal in Houston. It doesn't it's not like he has anything to prove. Yeah, I don't think you want to jack the fans around though. Get them all excited that they're going to take a quarterback at 2 and then oh it's actually a, a uh you know, it's actually a tweener linebacker. Like oh, sorry guys. Like he's great at the run stop though. <laughs> like cool. Like I don't think I don't think that's really realistic uh but anyway, who the hell knows. Um all right. So moving on then a couple other questions/thoughts. Uh is Bryce Young 1.01 a a bridge jumper. Should that be minus 9,000? When it was minus 900 today, I was thinking about like, <laughs> like, like what's your limit? And is the bet the limit or will you bet me, let me bet nine times that? Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I okay. talked about this with Thomas Viola the other day on when I did an unabated pod, we talked a little bit about this. I said, there are some of these where it's like, man, this is 99% certainty on some of this stuff. And, you know, Kelly might tell you, Kelly Criterion, not a person named Kelly, might tell you to, hey, you should be betting like 70% of your bankroll on this because these are the implied odds. This is what you say it is. Like, mm-hmm. That's fine and all, but 
again, we're we live in a real world with real, you know, consequences to doing something like that. And if you get in the the one percent, you know, edge case, something fucked up happens, and we've been lied to this whole time, your your risk of ruin is just not worth it. I don't think. Okay. Like, I'm fine okay. with bridge jumping some minus three, four, five hundred stuff. I wish I'd put more on. And it's funny the gut mock we did today with Luke. The gut mock had five offensive linemen. Oh, no. Last week on that same show, I said minus 200 for over five and a half linemen is super short. Now it's like. How did you only end up with five? Yikes, man. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway, we, just, that... we just went really weird at the end. Okay. Uh, the um, So then the other quick, kind of quick question for you. The Reddit stuff was somebody just having a big old laugh or what the hell? What, what was that? We'll never know. We'll never know what his, <laughs> uh, you know, his motives were i guess for lack of a better term i don't know that it's just be and the more we talked about it says why aren't we doing this like once we get if we had really good we mean just people who are chatting about the draft like if we actually got really good information on something and i i I think maybe for me it would be the the guilt that i would feel that other people are wasting their money losing Mm -hmm. money gambling based on the steam Uh, i guess you can kind of counteract that with like if you're dumb enough to like bet a significant amount of money based on something you read on Reddit. Maybe you deserve to lose that money anyway. You were going to, sure. end, you were going to in the first place. But I said like, you know, once let's say once we knew Trayvon Walker was going number one, why didn't we have a bunch of, you know, a bunch of stuff like that on Reddit, just multiple accounts. Just, I, you know, I talked to, I talked to Thibodeau, I talked to Hutchinson, whoever, <laughs> and be like, he's sure. already got, you know, we could have photoshopped some like, you know, vanity plates that said Duval, like he's got this on his car already and stuff like that, and just pushed it. Oh no, Trayvon Walker's like seven to one to go first now. <laughs> like, and then just unload accounts on it. Like, that's the move. That's this is I mean, not this very is what, ethical, though. Yeah. No, it's super. That's the answer. It's, like, it's <laughs> yeah. super unethical. Okay. And, I mean, so yeah, the SEC is getting involved, and <laughs> any yeah, any like okay. any. Any liability that books had on like Bryce, they were probably able to take the edge off that a little bit yesterday, hmm. the day before, whenever it happened. I like it. Um, okay, so uh, that's all I really have to say about the top. I would do want to say one, the, one of my favorite moments of the draft cycle, and I'm not sure you caught this. I hope you did. Mm. Um, the Superbook opened over-unders, and they hung the long-awaited for CJ Stroud total. And honestly, I've had a tough time betting this cycle because the only sincere belief I've had going on now three weeks has been that CJ Stroud is going to slide. And this sincere take was just I got a distinct sense that the media broadly was, you know, a lot higher on CJ Stroud than NFL teams based on just kind of sourcing. Well, you know, how do you rank these guys? What do you think? Like, what are you hearing? Like everything was basically coming up. Stroud is likely uh, not going to be as sought after a commodity as one would expect. And so most of my action was really just trying to get ways to bet that. And then finally, an over-under popped on Superbook. Now, I have no access to the Superbook, but I was very curious to see what would happen with that number. Did you see what happened to that number? Because they hung, I think, over three and a half, minus 110 either way was their opener for the CJ Stroud number. And uh, yeah, it went one way. And it went yeah. one way aggressively. Like there were people clicking 
minus 400 at over four and a half. You know, there was some big, big minus juicy numbers that people were more than happy to swing away on with the over. Somebody took a break. There was a little bit of buyback and then it was more over. And I think it ultimately just went away. Um, But, uh, you know, what do you do? You buy into the CJ Stroud is going to slide. Uh, Do you have a sense of where he ultimately lands and in the in the in the butt mock? Where did he go? Oh, I'd have to go check. I didn't even save it. I'd have to go back and like watch the tape. Honestly, it was we restarted it because we hated how it started. Which is how every mock draft that anyone's ever written goes. Like you restart it nine times. You know that the old trope that you see on TV of the guy trying to write a book and there's a trash can with a bunch of crumpled up balls full and all around it. That's that's how you write a mock draft. I don't know. I I think the slide is probably real. I think a lot of the negative feedback in the media is probably over overbeat but it does check out with one metric um one there's been one thing that's been standard in the nfl draft betting market for many many years and that is whatever quarterback andy thinks is the best <laughs> is not like i've been wildly wildly wrong wildly i and i even wrote that in a tweet this week i said i think hangren was writing about the nfl and whatever and it got back he answered and i replied again i said the thing i've learned the most is that nfl teams i gave them way too much credit for quarterback evaluation they're actually not good at it for the most part mm-hmm. nfl media people are even worse and i know next to nothing and that's that's my take so i love stroud so him falling actually super much checks out um yeah. stroud 11 to tennessee which i don't hate that fit <clears throat> yeah i think uh, in general i think the stroud s2 stuff was probably pointed at as the reason when there was probably like other tennis tennis reasons in total the reason is the picture um, from last year where it's um Olave, Wilson, JSN, and Harrison yeah, Jr. Right, all sitting next right. to each other. And it's I, like, I, yeah, those guys honestly. are like, there's yeah. like, what what are the odds at least two of them are Hall of Fame receivers yeah. at some point? I think, uh, I absolutely think that the system and the talent that was around him is hurting him. Uh, I think that a lot of people probably sat down and watched CJ Stroud tape and came away thinking, God damn it. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a great player. Yeah, and if you watch holy it, crap, did you see Paris Johnson Jr.? Game? That guy was a monster. Like, really, like, there are other players, and, you know, and I think this is hurting JSN, too, by the way. Don't get me wrong. It didn't just hurt Stroud. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely is kind of throwing some cold water on uh, Jackson. Um, but uh, ultimately, I think that, you know, it's, it's easy to watch the tape and be like, this guy was surrounded by absolutely elite talent. Uh, I also think that the Ohio State, uh, you know, style of offense with the way that they call plays and the type of plays they run, uh, NFL teams, for whatever reason, don't feel that that's a, you know, a super easy thing to transition to the NFL level. And that hurts him. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, surely the cognition stuff is, is a factor for some teams. And, um, you know, I'm I, my entire book right now is basically Stroud's not going to go for Right. Like I, yeah, I just, I, I just don't see it. If, if Stroud goes to doesn't really affect me. If Stroud goes three, doesn't really affect me. Uh, I like, I just need some um, quarterback to go in the, in the, uh, in the top four, presumably that is not Stroud, you know, that, it, it, that, that is not Stroud only at four. Right. Does that make sense? Like if yeah. Stroud goes four, 
and Levis and Richardson slide out of the top four, then I'm then I'm I'm turning the draft off and I'm taking a long walk. I'm just um, taking a bubble bath. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and that, it's it's weird too because maybe it was just me not watching a ton of it, but taking in a big chunk of the Georgia game. If he plays like he played in the Georgia game, he's better than Mahomes. Like, I'll just say it like that was like God level quarterbacking against a defense. It's like, Hey, all of these guys are getting drafted and they've been one of the best defenses we've ever seen in college yeah. football. And you were just making a mockery out of it at some points. Where was this all year? Sure. Um, I don't know. Just honestly, like, that, that gives you like, was it him it or was it little- day? Was it day? Was it, was it Marvin? It, Harrison it was, Jr., a, com- right? it was yes. a combination of like, Hey, yeah. you have an elite tackle. Hey, yeah. you have four, you know, three, four elite receivers. You have a good tenant. You have a good running back. You yeah. have a, you have a good coach. It was, I mean, he played, but you still have to go out and execute. Like you, you can have to go. And, yeah, sure. Sure. It was a well-called game though. Yeah. Um, my opinion. Anyway. Um, all right. CJ Stroud, I think his slide is in. Do you, you, what, like, what is your opinion on why there is such a bettable number on Anthony Richardson under four and a half right now? Um, that implies like it's, it's basically priced. Like there is a very low likelihood he goes in the top four, but it should be about the same price as Levis going to, I think, because I just have too much. There's just been too much negative, uh, you know, buzz between Colts and Stroud. And if the Colts not taking a quarterback in this draft would floor, absolutely floor me. Uh, which means that if they're stuck at four, Levis is gone. I'm assuming that Richardson is live. Am I crazy? No, I don't think so. Again, I've I've been speculating on this stuff for three weeks now, and my brain is just – it feels like it's full of molasses and bubble okay. gum. But, right. I mean, it, check, it checks out. I just – there's okay. there's like – it's crazy. It's like usually – the, all the butterfly effect iterations, multiverse shit doesn't happen until we get to like five. It's okay. crazy how it starts at two. Okay. There's so much, you know, because two two changes a bunch of people, a bunch of people. And I think uh I think that's I think Richardson moving up to seven and a half, like you're talking about in the chat there, John. I've I was pretty tempted at taking the under seven and a half there. Okay. Um the, yeah, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah's mock is a mess. I said. Yeah, I think he basically is. He's gonna like. I was kind of joking with uh, if we do a if we do an awards show for draft information people, Jeremiah's nominated for LVP. Um, sorry, buddy, hasn't been a great cycle. I don't the, know. Um, yet to see. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, you, sure. you can't, you can't right crown you can't crown people before we get to the draft. We can yeah, be dead yeah. wrong. He's been on Ken Kincaid Island. If Kincaid goes in the top fifteen, I will I will eat a bit of crow, but not. I think, uh, I think Kincaid yeah. went the top fifteen. I think we gave Green Bay Kincaid. Oh wow, top thirteen. Uh, Peter King said it too, and that guy's plugged. Um, all right, well, uh, the um, I in full uh, in full transparency. I played. I multi-clicked Richardson under four and a half today at plus three hundred. It's it was an easy way to kind of cover myself a little bit because there was a decent enough reporting of Ursay kind of having a hard on for Richardson that I was like, oh man, if Indianapolis is kind of given up on the idea of Levis being there and Ursay is like has this now affin- you know affinity for Richardson, like there's a world where it goes like. 
Young, Anderson, Wilson, Richardson, and then all my Levis under is going to be under a massive amount of pressure because most of my Anders- my Levis unders were in like the seven, seven and a half range. And it's like, okay, now I need to basically like somebody to save my ass here and trade up or need the Raiders to backstop me at seven. And I don't think they're really in the market for quarterback anymore. So I was kind of panicked on that front and uh, took a good amount of Levis on uh, Richardson under four and a half at, at a plus 300 and better. There was resistance there and it was non-trivial. And if you're, if the resistance is willing to lay minus 400, basically, then that's indicative of somebody knows something. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still a little shook on that one. Uh, if we get confirmation at any point in time between now and when the draft kind of markets close and you want to know if I have the information that Le- Levis is going in the top two, two or the, even the top three to Tennessee or something like that. And you want to know if I know I am going to multi-click this Richardson under four and a half to death because that is this way to attack that, I think. I don't think there's any other kind of heavily liquid markets out there where you can get that kind of bet in at this point uh circus is closed uh so if you if we know it levis is going in the top three i think that's i think well maybe uh somebody has to be on the other side yeah there's smart people there (laughs) the uh but yeah the uh may learn from one of those people may hear from one of those people anyway richardson under four and a half at plus 300 or better is the way to attack if that number evaporates that's that's why um yeah. so just explaining that to you if you want some action between now and when we get there anything else you want to talk about the draft or you want to talk about a little NBA? let's uh let's dribble on over <laughs> to the nba <clears throat> new york is facing up, up by 12 yeah, after yes three elimination a- game for the old cleveland cavaliers um what yeah. went wrong <laughs> everything know, a little Ooh. bit of everything uh the lakers yeah, down uh, by nine yeah. and a half should be a bigger margin. That's not a good thing. Uh, if it was like 20, then I think you could get a Lakers active rest in the second half, but nine is enough that they're going to try. Yep. Um, let's start with the Cavs next game, I guess, because it's on. This is going to be stale as shit if you're listening tomorrow morning. So apologies. Um, yeah, should we even do that? Let's should we talk like future facing stuff a little bit? <clears throat> I mean, I did, I did kind of, yeah. I don't know if they did they take the odds down once the basketball starts. I did screenshot Chris uh, future prices earlier this afternoon, just in case that was going to be the case. But like, I guess, all right, we're going to do this casual Andy who mm-hmm. has watched like five playoff games so far. Mm-hmm. And like two of them were Timberwolves games. So that's Ooh, not good. Those are the yeah, worst of rough, them so rough hang. Um, the East prices right now, the Boston Celtics are still, Minus one eleven. This was this afternoon at Chris to win the East, <sighs> having to go through. And I understand we have a an injury issue for Embiid, and we have an injury mm-hmm. issue for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And technically, the Bucks have not even moved on yet. They are thirteen and a half point favorites tonight. Sure. By the time you listen to this, maybe you know that's already over. But it, like, just <laughs> prisoner of the moment, Andy. Watched that team absolutely choke it. Just just absolutely choke and gargle 
last night. And Trey Young's a very good player. There's a few good players on that Atlanta team. They made the playoffs for a reason. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of troubling. Should they be? Yeah. If, if I offered you, let's let's. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give you a good price on this because, uh, you know, I'm I'm not the kind of sports book who's gonna be easily taken to the cleaners by a sharp cat like you. But let's say the Boston Celtics price minus one eleven. I give you minus one twenty five on the field to win the East. You get okay. the Sixers. You get the. You know, you get the two way market. Oof. Two-way market, just a two-way market. Minus one, minus one twenty-five on the field to win the oh, East. Man. How are you feeling right now, given the current path, the current state of the Celtics, and the state of the other teams? I'm taking the Celtics in that. You kind of talk your way through it. Well, I mean, you're a Boston guy. Yeah, you're. Um, I, I, I'm not taking it today, though. I'll tell you that much, because my price is going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to get a lot better if the Bucks move on. And right now, that's a 50-50 proposition according to the market. Okay. Um, the fact that the Bucks find themselves in this spot is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Uh, the Heat are a bad, bad basketball team with one heroic couple of efforts out of Jimmy Butler that I, I will it almost... Fun. It was I, fun, It's though. fun to watch, but man, I will, I, I'm going to pay to see it again. <laughs> I'm going to pay to see it again at any point in the rest of the series. Now, Game 7... Bucks could choke, get tight, sure. Like that's very, very, very possible. But um, my strategy, I, I like the Bucks tonight to win in advance. I think playing their series price is a fine thing to do at this current, per, you know, current price. Uh, and I'm gonna definitely gonna be backing the Bucks, depending on how many points they're asking you to lay in Game Six. Um, but then, yeah, seven. I mean, you know, Bucks are choke artists. I worry about that a little bit, but I still think the Bucks are very live to move on. And at that point, your price on the Celtics is going to be a lot better. So, if you, I'm, I'm a little confused. In, yeah, sure. What's the series at right now? For that's how far three out one. I am. It's three one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the confidence of the Celtics moving on is a hundred percent effectively. The confidence of the Bucks moving on is a little bit better than fifty. Okay, because that that price just didn't jive. Seeing how they're like fourteen point favorites tonight. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> but I, you I gotta, mean, tonight's there's game. No, there's like, just no error yeah. for margin. Yeah, no margin and, for error. Yeah, and I mean uh, tonight's price, I think, is also influenced by people who are kind of bought into Jimmy Butler can't do it two games in a row just because he was looked absolutely physically shot uh, for and large full, portions of that game. Kellen Winslow Senior. <laughs> yes, seriously. Um, so I think that's influencing things a bit, um, but. Ultimately, the Celtics of the, the team, the Celtics melt last night was not enough to really move the market. I didn't think on them, uh, but it did tell you that there were a couple of couple of chinks in the armor. The first is Marcus Smart, who played some bad basketball, uh, and the second was Joe Missoula, who did some bad coaching. I thought, yeah, um, and, and you know he's learning is on his first playoffs, and so he may ultimately not reached this team's potential this season this team hasn't played as well at any point in the year 2023 as they did in 2022 their peak if you if you look at their their darko peak as a team it was better in 2022 than it, like in the fall of 2022 than it is now uh, offense has cooled off a lot defense has not recovered to where they were in the playoffs last year so um yeah then there's reasons to be skeptical of the celtics but i like the fact that this team it's a rested team they're going to build to their potential i think the philly series is going to be super competitive i think it'll be a lot of fun i definitely underrated philly um and excited to see what that price opens up as i wish we had a price now we could talk about but we don't um, that's my other thing and i, I know these are 
I mean, technically, these are stale numbers because the win probability for the Knicks right now is, I mean, they're up by eight with nine minutes left. It's it's high-ish. But, I mean, I'm just if, you know, I gave you the field, which was you said you'd take the Celtics, which I, I, I can live with. But this afternoon, the Knicks were 10 to one to win the East. The Bucks were three and a half to one. Which one of those would you have bet? Like, let's just let's just say they both win tonight. Well, that that Bucks price sucks, right? Yeah, it's like, pretty that bad. Things so loud, and yeah. not that I want to bet on a Knicks team. It needs to be bigger. Yeah, between those it. prices, Knicks, but very, very, very weak confidence. The only the team. only real price worth betting is probably Sixers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, Sixers. I mean, the Sixers are going to be an interesting play. They're they're a better playoff team than I re- realized by a lot. They just need to avoid Game Seven because at that point, Doc Rivers does his thing. Where he, he does he the loses. thing. He does the GIF, the GIF of him, where he's just like, <laughs> "What? Uh, huh? How do we losing this?" Um. So yeah, I think you know, I'm I'm a little bit uh, a little bit better than fifty percent on the Celtics to win the uh, to win the East, which is a big number. Um. The but again, like once the Bucks salvage whatever the hell is going on with them, uh, and Giannis, I'm assuming gets healthier, uh, I would expect that that number is going to come into the plus 150, plus 180 range. They have a tougher path, um, and but again, I'm I'm excited to bet Celtics versus the Bucks in that series specifically. I like the way they match up, uh, and it's going to be a fun series. I you know Celtics really the rest of the Eastern Conference Finals look like they're going to be good unless Miami wins, and then Knicks Heat is going to be weird. Are you Super sitting on any long term, you know, East West no, championship? No. Anything? I have a bunch of Grizzlies. You want any? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a whole bunch. <laughs> cool, cool <price. laughs> no. Uh, okay. No. Oh, no. I do. Well, shit, I do have a Lakers bet. Remember when it was? Uh, yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie sure. was going to go there, and, and LeBron sure. was going to fix him like a bad ex girlfriend. Yeah, and I took I mean, some Lakers. So I'll tell you what, man. I guess I have to cheer for the Lakers a little. Like. Too. I am you, you. You're you're subject to a lot of weird stuff that happens in the playoffs because your mind goes immediately to pattern recognition, and it's impossible to look at these playoffs and not be like, "How am I rewatching the bubble playoffs? Like, what is happening? This is absolutely ridiculous. The Lakers are bad, yet they are winning. Uh, the Heat are bad, yet they are winning. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Say that out loud. It's crazy. It's crazy. I miss crazy, the bubble crazy. playoffs worse than I miss. <laughs> all my pets who've died through my whole life. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, wow. I mean that too. There was basket there was playoff basketball in like the middle of the day. That Am I misremembering awesome. that? They had yeah. like the playoff games were early. Oh my god, the Grizzlies can just get quit. Uh, just quit, you clowns. It's now 60 61. Oh my god. <sighs> I'm gonna lose a lot of money. Was That's... I mean that I, I'm I'm correct, right? The playoff games and the bubble were were like in the middle of the day. Yeah, there was a bunch of those here. Fuck, that was awesome. Yeah, there was a bunch. I thought of for for some reason I thought. And there was really no work because the world was kind of stopping. Or, you know, it was, it yeah, was I watched. Paused. That's the most yeah. the most basketball I ever watched. Just yeah. obviously, that was awesome. Uh, we should yikes. just do the bubble every year. Just pick yeah. pick a city. Yeah. All right. Anyway, there's so many parallels so far. It's been bizarre. Um, Donovan Mitchell bowing Keep out in the first quarter. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know about what's going on in the West. I don't really have a good read there. I would take the Nugs probably at price. I think the Nugs are a good bet against the Suns. 
that to me looks like a mispriced so series. A little more, yeah, a little more evenly priced. So this morning or this afternoon, when I screenshotted it. Nuggets two eighty. Suns were your favorite at one forty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus all plus numbers. Uh, Warriors plus three fifty five, which feels about like the Bucks number. Like I want no part of that. Uh, Lakers plus four twenty five feels like you're paying a little premium there, and maybe that's a bad number as well. But and then you know Kings and Grizz, we're not betting those numbers. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think the Warriors realistically can mount a. You know, the Warriors, though, they do mount, they do match up well against the Nuggets, but the Warriors match up really poorly against the Suns, from what I can tell you. So I think if it's a Suns Warriors. Western Conference Finals, your sons are going. And I think if it is a uh, Nugs Warriors Western Conference Finals, I'm worried about my Nugs. But the Nugs, I think, are a good bet against the uh, Suns uh, and for a lot of reasons. Um, I think they match up really, really well uh, against this team. I think the defense you've seen from DeAndre Ayton so far and really like the last few months, particularly in the playoffs, has been the kind of defense that is going to get utterly played. He's going to get played off the court uh, by this. Uh, by this Nuggets team. So did you um, see this? Uh did you see this take and that I just the draft chat was filling up again. So I caught up real quick <laughs> while we were talking to me. I can't I have ADD Drew and there's sure. still an Adderall shortage. But Danny Danny uh Heifetz of the ringer had a and I'm just do, just doxing his the shit he puts in private DMs, which I don't give a shit because this is funny. And I don't think he actually means this, but what if you trade up from 12 to 3? But also keep two. You draft Levis and Richardson. Colts get no quarterback. <laughs> you set you set that franchise back ten years. <laughs> and that that's like it's funny, but also in that in that scenario, like Richardson turns into Superman somehow. <laughs> that's fun. Um, I like that. I like that move. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So the the West, I, truthfully, like just from what I've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have concern about this when we brought it up at the shipper, though. I said, you know, hey, are the Nuggets going to look – the Nuggets are very good. I want to preface it with that. Everybody knows this. They're a very, very good team with no bench. It's like mm-hmm. it's just not going to matter against Minnesota. They just don't have a, a, a team that's built to win a, a playoff series against a decent team. Like, are we going to overvalue the Nuggets after they beat the shit out of a, you know, not that good of a team. Maybe we're at that spot, but man, they have playoff experience and they have Jokic. And like you said, they match up good against the, uh, would the, the Suns would be second round. That's yeah, it's coming up. That's starts the coming up one. So, yeah. so you go Suns, then Lakers. Oof. Starts on Saturday. Yeah. Suns and Lakers is good, good matchups for the Nugs. That, that gets them to the Western Conference finals, in my opinion. Uh, if the Kings can, somehow slay the warriors then the nugs like i'm running to the window to back the nugs to win the west because it's over at that point in my mind at least and maybe i'm giving the suns a little bit of a short shrift but uh there's just too many weak there's too many weaknesses with that team coat too many difficult coaching decisions monty williams is going to have to make too many guys you really can't play down that bench and Jokic is just a complete and total mismatch in every which way you could imagine offensively so um uh, on, yeah. that, on that note too uh, i was i got into a little quick chat in the discord with abnormally distributed about you know all the uh crypto scams we fell for over the years including the zed horses i still own uh, NBA Top Shots. If somebody wants, I have a. I went and logged in because I was like, God, I still have moments. I bet. 
And I mm. have a I have a Jokic moment if somebody wants to buy that. Mm. Yeah. Five bucks, best yeah. offer. Whatever. Yeah. Uh I'm also JDDing out right now in the Discord. Steven asked uh, for clarification on my Richardson point. If I hear sincerely that Levis is going two or three, my first move and the only way that I can get liquidity with that information is to bet Richardson under four and a half because my operating assumption is that the Colts will be forced to take him fourth. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. And it's a plus three something number. So you can click away at 500 pop and get shit, man. You could get to win 10 K without really moving it past 300. I would guess maybe you're, you're going to move to 250, but you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to get good, a good, good, good payout on that. If, if we hear ultimately one way or the other, if we hear it's a defensive player, then I'm sure. Look, then, then, the we're, in, then we're in a weird spot. Praying the Colts take Levis. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't really have many other NBA thoughts here. Other than um, I really just, would, all right, you know, take, take two steps back from gambling. Sure. As a fan of the association, what, what's your dream finals to watch Celtics? Mm-hmm. Celtics Suns or Celtics Nugs? No, Dream Finals is probably Celtics Lakers. Sixers Nugs. Sixers Nugs. Six, Sixers Nugs is obviously my. I would final. love. I would love to see Harden in a Finals. I would love to see Embiid in a Finals. I would love to see Jokic in a Finals, and I would love to see Har- Harden. Harden, Harden has up. no rings, correct? Harden has no rings. The only I'd like, I'd like Harden and Durant to have series. rings and Westbrook to not. No players with rings in that series, as far as I can tell you. Yeah, I, w- um, I would. I would like Harden and Harden and Durant to have no players with. I don't think there's any players with finals appearances in that. Uh, Do you remember? Somebody brought this up. Do you think? Do you think that Warriors Thunder series was the best series you ever watched? Oh, PJ Tucker's been to. Uh, he uh, PJ Tucker has a ring. Sorry, excuse me, excuse me. PJ Tucker has a ring. The, the question stands. I didn't hear it. I was trying to figure out if there was the any Thunder either. Warriors. The Thunder Warriors series. Do you think that was the best series you ever watched? Mm. Someone brought up like the one of the games was the best game, best playoff game in their like. Cavs, up, Cavs, War- Cavs Warriors with the game seven was. The I mean, but memorable. it was a final, yeah. so it gives it it gives it that extra. You know, yeah, and the drama of that series, Draymond getting. You know, suspended for game five because of the nut kick, and you know that Harden, ups and Harden downs does have a finals amazing. appearance. I forgot about that. That's how bad it was. Oh, in the with the with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, okay. How did you about that? How, how far did he? How long was he? With <sighs> Man, he was with Houston for a long time, but I did. I I guess he was on that OKC team. Yeah, yep. that lost in in straight. He, they lost 4 0 to uh, say Heat. Sets. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you got any thoughts um, on tennis? Or you got to go on close? Uh, it's a little, it's little early, little early. Once uh, I'm excited getting to Roland Garros here. They did lose in five, according to Dan. I believe lost that. Five, um, oh, that was a good series. Um, I think, I think you're right. Obviously, gambling wise, I would love to see the Sixers uh, cheer for poor Philadelphia, as awful as the people there are. For for the most part, their fans mm-hmm. uh, they threw beers at all the Vikings fans who went there. That makes me sad. You know but what would be the cool. fact that they yeah. lost the Super Bowl, they, the Phillies, they and, lost the World the Series, they lost the soccer yeah. thing. It'd be like, fun I would, for them to and lose. I really, I really, yeah. really do like Embiid. Uh, I wouldn't mind Embiid getting a ring. Like he's he's a monster. Yeah, like, that sure. kind of that's something you know. I don't want him to go full Marino. 
just not get one his entire career. It'd so be really would, fun to handicap that series because you know I don't know if you know this, but Embiid uh, doesn't love playing at altitude. He uh, he tends to dodge Jokic in uh, in Denver, so it'd be interesting to see if he just skips those, those games. games. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, Philly, Philly will have home court. Yeah. Can you imagine load management <laughs> sitting him out for a finals game? Like, fuck it, we're punting this one. Yeah. <laughs> we got to put it on. So, but also just for the, for the, I don't know, the aesthetics of it, Celtics Lakers would be pretty badass. Yeah. Like the, cutting promos for that. Like the guys who do TV are hard thinking about cutting promos. Yeah, like it's it's like when we had the you know the the Niners, uh, the Niners Cowboys, and they just did all the stuff like oh these teams have played in the you know in the in this game so many times, and they show Steve Young and they show Troy Aikman like Celtics Lakers. I mean that's just it's easy. You probably already have that written. Like that that stuff's already ready, and that'd be a fun one. Plus, just like LeBron losing another Finals is funny. <laughs> to me, to be like his eighth final. The guy's been to so many finals. Like you can't even dog on him. I, I don't want to watch any more <clears throat> basketball. So the sooner they can be sent home, the better. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen in this series because Memphis is choking as hard as I've seen them choke in a while. But that's been their MO this year. Um, or at least this playoff. So they're now up by one. Yeah, it's me. not good. It's not fun. Um, all right. Uh, they're just they're struggling so hard offensively against the defense. The Lakers are running some smothering defense, but their offense is unwatchable. It's just rough. Um, all right, let's close the book on the NBA. Um, the uh, tennis. I'm not, talk. I'm not really pre- I'm not really prepped for any tennis. Um, well, yeah, I've been anything, any any little. any any kind of any kind of inf- you know news and info you're wondering from me. I'm excited about this. Uh... Every time there's like a new 15 year old on the WTA, that's fun. It's sure. just crazy. It's like this girl's like ninth grader just coming out and beating Layla Fernet, you know, like just it's wild how these, uh, I mean, these pubescent girls come out and it seems like, especially the Eastern European ones, the Czech ones, it's just like they don't seem to have any fear. I, I, I they don't almost, know. They don't know they're not supposed to win. That's no, kind of like, the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I got, I was, I was I was like lightheaded. Um, Dan's lightheaded. Clip this for yeah, I know, Dan, Jesus short. Christ, I don't love get it. me in trouble. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I was nervous. Yeah, how do you know they're I, they're they haven't hit puberty? Any what's uh I what's said, going on I, here? Said, yeah. I said pubescent. I didn't <laughs> okay. say prepubescent. Jesus. Okay. okay. Um no, but it's crazy. Like it's got I, weird I, real I quick. This, I know. Let's let's just cut this. Kill the feed. I, I get I get nervous. <laughs> Love you, Dan. I got I got nervous at a mini golf tournament as a full grown man with no real stakes. I, got, I was sweating these putts, and these these freaking ninth grade girls just come out and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play Wimbledon or whatever, and I'm gonna beat a few people. They just, don't know that they don't know that they're they not yeah, supposed they to. Yeah, they don't know any better. We had a we had a kid uh, on our wrestling team when when we were you know in high school. Mm-hmm. And he was very good from a young age. And like, I think we all said that about him. He's like, he just doesn't know any better. He doesn't know that he's not supposed to beat this guy. Mm-hmm. So he just goes out there and beats him. It was just nuts. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that he's three years older than him. He's like, he's just going to beat him. So, yeah, no, the, what is, I can't think of the girl's name. Uh, the one that beat Fernandez. Today. Uh, yeah. I would, Brett, I, Brett loves her. I wasn't, was not Fruvatova. No, it's, a, it's not a Fruvatova. 
Uh, see, Jeannie Bouchard won. Uh, yeah, Andreev. Yeah, Andreev. Oh, Mira, Mira Andreev. Andreev. Sorry, Andreev. Yeah, Andreev. 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 Russian, Russian Andreeva. I believe. Yeah, she is. She is kind of dangerous. She is dangerous. Why is she always in a hurry? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, men's is interesting for sure. Uh, definitely the most curious. What's going on with Yannick Sinner? Because uh, he matters for sure for uh rome he matters for sure for roland garros he got uh withdrew from barcelona so we didn't get to see him play carlitos on the clay which i really wanted to see um he got beat by holger rune in monte carlo i thought holger rune is having he's having a really nice clay run uh he did lose in straights i'm sorry he did lose in three to rublev in the monte carlo final that was a really physical match he, i thought he played well enough to win but couldn't get it across the line uh and then uh he had an unbelievable comeback against botek van de Schlup, uh in the munich final to be able to have the right to put on the lederhosen and hold the bierstein and pretzel uh in uh, in munich uh, as the munich champion um, again i'll send you something from the dp world tour it's equally oh, yeah. as offensive. I don't think Rene is going to be a bet at Madrid. I think he's going to, I think this is Carlos's or, or pass. Like he's going to probably win without dropping a set. Uh, just not enough good players in the field on this for these conditions. Um, and I think Carlos's price for, for Roland Garros is going to be pretty unbelievable. Like you're going to be like, are we living in a world? Like, are you remember uh, peak and Nadal? Going mm-hmm. into uh, going into Roland Garros, yeah, was, minus one twenty. We're that's where we're headed. Yeah, which is amazing. I you know Djokovic is going to be in the field, but he's obviously dealing with something in his elbow. Um, Nadal maybe in the field, but maybe not. That is looking increasingly unlikely. Um, and uh, yeah, Rune is not quite ready to pop yet. Rude has taken an enormous step back so far. Felix has sucked this season. Team is definitely not a contender, even though I thought maybe he could put something together this cycle. So it kind of comes down to uh, Carlos, Rude. I'm sorry, Car- Carlos, Rune, uh, and Sinner uh, for Roland Garros. It's going to be all the young guns, the next gen. Like this is really an interesting, going to be an interesting tournament, unless uh, you know, unless Djokovic is playing possum, or we're going to find out in Rome. Yeah. And Lackman's joking about Dan making a quote graphic about me. Here's the thing you need to know about Dan. Like, he won't post it, but he will still make that graphic and then send it to me just because he thinks those are funny. I probably, I should check. I probably already have it in my goddamn Slack. Incredible. Um, he does make uh, he does make a lot of quote graphics that never see the light of day. They are left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Well, I think we'll do when, uh, two weeks to Roman Garros. Uh, we got basically two ish weeks of Madrid and then so two and a half, three, 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 no, four. It's four. Cause, it there, four? cause there's, cause there's like, there's like a, t- a week and a half of Madrid, a week and a half of Rome. And then a week of that intermediate, you know, where like, uh, they go to like Lucerne and, uh, Leon, right. You know what I'm talking about? Geneva. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a, uh. It's oh, Gen- yeah. it's Gen- I forget it's there's, Geneva, there's the there's the bye week where you basically the bye yeah, week that, where the where yeah. the where the where the qualifiers um, are quali- the qualifying. It's really qualifying week. It's a qualifying week. Yeah, we Umberg, will. Uh, Umberg is after French Open. Yeah, week. I do like Umberg. Um, we'll give the French Open its proper due once we get to it because we'll be at a point where we can just do whatever we want. And we've already secured everybody's favorite horse guest for next week. Oh yeah. 
Mike. I'll be there. I'm going to be in. Uh, I was going to ask what day you were, you were going down. I thought about I'm going on Friday. I mean, on uh, I'm going my, on Wednesday. Sorry, I'm going on Wednesday. So just, I think I'll be there to record. My kids hate each other right now. They just fight constantly. Like, oh really? I mm. love. Well, they're at that age. You know, that's how the just kids fight, siblings fight. But it's annoying to me because I have to listen to it. And I really liked those days down in Myrtle Beach where I didn't. So I thought about just like I should just drive down to the Derby, just. You just not even fly, not? just like leave a day early. Like, ah, I couldn't find tickets, so I gotta leave another day early. And just what drive. are you waiting for? <laughs> I might do it. I might do it. We'll, we'll see what gas, you know, we'll I think you should. Um, it's nice down there. Maybe I'll even camp. Bring the camper. Yeah, to answer side collectibles um, questions because he always asks good stuff. Corda, French Open each way if on the other half of Alcaraz. I'm excited to see what he looks like in Madrid. He's uh, in the draw. He probably is going to play. We haven't seen him play since uh, the um, uh, Australian Open, which is, feels like an absolute lifetime ago. So no idea if he can find clay form in time to be a threat. But uh, he had a decent little run last year before he got straight setted by Alcaraz. Um, so you never know. Uh, he's a good little player. Um, price is probably going to be awesome on him. And there's plenty, plenty of guys below him in price that I would never touch. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I don't want to get. I just didn't spend a lot of time on pre. The Derby might suck for outright fixed, even every kind of betting. Like, we might just have a a pretty big price or a pretty not good price. But the fun <laughs> part about the fun part about the Derby, especially if you're the kind of person who likes to bet into the fixed odds markets that are available, which are. Uh, you know, I should speak to this. It's fewer, fewer and further between in the legal markets as uh, regulations around horse and just how parimutuel betting works are much different than the regulations around sports betting, which is why DraftKings had to create DK Horse, which is why FanDuel works. You know, they have they have TVG. It's why Twin Spires as a partner. Like you almost have to have your own horse book now for that sort of stuff. But if you if you dally in the offshores, you know you're going to see plenty of you're going to see plenty of the the fixed odds markets. And the beauty of that is there's so many matchups. I do love horse matchups almost almost more than just like straight up horse betting. But mm -hmm. you know me, I'm going to put in like a three hundred dollar superfecta ticket at like here's three hundred different options at ten cents a piece or whatever. I think this is a good derby to do that because. Um... And I'm spoiling a hot take here, but uh, favorite is a bet against Andy. Well, at a certain point, once the odds get to a certain point, like it has to be a bet against. Like it's Dude, the same as everything. This is this 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 uh, this horse is basically undefeated. Uh, he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. He won every race he's run this season. Now you watch those races, and some of them are really like, "Whoa, he was very lucky." Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, he's going to go off as decent chalk. Well below fair, uh, and I think, um, yeah, I think you can put together a pretty pretty fun ticket around taking him on, which is going to be cool. So I'm very excited. I mean, what are the odds of like a big long shot winning the Kentucky Derby, though, Drew? Two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was say, I doubt. I doubt we'll get the uh, the rich, we'll get the, the rich strike twice in a row. Yeah, like, rich strike. Rich doesn't strike. Rich doesn't strike twice. Um, um, 
I'll tell you what, man. Horse well, betting is not my forte, but I yeah. will be looking to. Last it. year was my first derby experience, and we spent an entire week there doing content. Didn't mention Rick, Rich Strike once the entire week. Well, never, was a, never said. He wasn't even he in was, the field to start. He was, he was an alternate. <laughs> he was yeah. an alternate. He didn't get into the field until Saturday morning after we were already done recording. And yeah. so, yeah, he was, uh, he was a long shot for reasons that, that were very clear. Uh, and the pace melt that allowed him to win well, that race. You actually stay down for the race this time. Yes. Yes. I'll be say there last Saturday. year, I think you had a. They may, there's there's rumors they're they're going to put me on the broadcast. We're going to see about that. I need I need yeah. a haircut. Need there a haircut. were uh, there Let's was a, a wedding or something that hosed you. I felt. Yeah, I had, my cousin was getting married in the East Coast, so I had to go go to Balto, uh, sweet sweet Balto. Um, I was in the wrong horse city. Yeah, I was uh, going to say the, the that you were, you were a couple um, weeks early. The uh, Last thing I'll mention, if you've stayed this far, if you're a little deep dive listener and you're going to the Derby, hit me up on Twitter. DMs are open. Uh, definitely do do a little, we'll do a little uh, toasting of some bourbon on uh, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday night. So I think Mr. Watto might be there. Oh, really? Yeah. We crossed paths in Vegas for March Madness and I didn't get the chance to, to, uh, to cheers him with the seven. He's the seven and seven yeah. guy, right? You seven is he seven? So here's the or? thing, and I'm I'm just gonna dox this motherfucker too. Big Ten Watto on Twitter at Big Ten Watto. He has the GI Joe Cobra logo. Kelly, um, tennis better, a AFL better. Loves to gamble. Loves uh, loves sports. Loves he's just a nice guy. But he orders a rye and water, but he expects them to pour Crown Royal. So when he says rye. He means Canadian. He is, a, and he is a Canadian person. Makes no sense. I'm like, right. you know, they just, you know, I said you ordered a rye. You know, they just poured you a Canadian whiskey. He's like, yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> that's that's, that's not it. That's that's not a rye. I uh, I'm gonna something, take I'm gonna take a him. rye with him. I'm gonna take him to some of the good places down there. Um, that's that's the thing. We'll like, take we'll, t- we'll introduce him to actual trail. rye and see what he thinks. He's gonna be like, well, it's not not watery enough. Um, so let's see. I think the next, I don't know if I'll make it down. Oh, I think the cool. next horse race go. I'll be at will be, I don't, I don't think I'll see you for the Derby, but I think I'll see you this year at a horse track. Ooh. Maybe in November. Ooh. Uh, there's a cathedral in Los Angeles that it is sure hosting, is. that is hosting the Breeders' Cup this fall. And I've heard good things. They say, hey, Santa Anita's, or they say, it's um, beautiful in November. Yeah, they they say it's just massive compared to some of the other tracks. Like it's so big. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It, the the picturesque palm trees in the mountains from the, this is, from the grandstand I, is unbelievable. I do have one one more good story before we <laughs> ran. This is funny. I told Dan this. So Dan obviously works with me at Betsperts, and you know he does all the producing. He does a lot. He's all over the place. Just a sure. man with man with a thousand hats. And Jack not, of all trades. Man with a thousand. Master hats. of many of yeah. those trades. Not yeah. just because he has a. Uh, an addiction to buying them from like uh, what's the home field apparel and whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, I needed to find a clip of us reading a an ad for another potential sponsor. They're like, Hey, can you send me uh, a clip of you doing an ad read? Uh, actually my, my revenue guy, Justin asked for this. So Dan went back and found some ad reads. God bless his heart. Sent me the clips. He clipped them and sent them to me on the company Slack. And I got home. And I clicked on them, and they were the Circa ad reads from last summer. Yeah. 
So I clicked on it and it's your voice. And then my voice started to do the ad read. And then about 15 seconds into the clip, you hear me, Andy Molitor, and my wife very much knows my voice say, yeah, Drew and I will actually be in Vegas in like two weeks. <laughs> and she's over on the couch and her head, I could hear, hear her neck crack. I could hear her neck snap around so fast. She's like, just basically like, you have something to tell me? <laughs> like, no. So I had to explain that whole story. But like, no, 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 baby, baby. Sugar plum, not going to Vegas in a couple weeks. I mean, it was something like we're going to it, Vegas, you know, it, it was imminent. Oh, my she God. She does not like it when I do surprise trips like that. <laughs> Especially on the heels of being unimpressed you went to Myrtle Beach, I think, right? To mini golf. Which, and she, she got over it. Well, she thought it was hilarious once the she saw that first hole in one clip on the deep dive account she showed everyone at work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at least she believed it was a real trip. My Boy, wife she, got a kick out of it too was, because I told her you got dead fucking yes. last, and she sure. was like, "Oh, so you did get pranked? You had to go and play in this tournament where he then got last." And I was like, "Yeah, it's good effort, good effort, yeah, Andy." Yeah, yeah, my yeah, God, yeah. my God, was she mad for like fifteen seconds? She's like, "Incredible, fucking Vegas." <laughs> no, no, honey. <laughs> So, yeah, Dan got me in trouble. Thanks, Dan. Well, if you do decide to come, and this is offer is only to Andy, okay. none of you DGNs who are listening. At what this what point is it, time. Lexington? What, what's uh, the town? Uh, it is Louisville. Louisville. I always make those up. Louisville. Louisville. Uh, Louisville. Just across the uh, Cincinnati River? Ohio River? Ohio River. Just across the Ohio, Ohio. River from, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you do make it down, I can definitely get you. I can definitely get you a credential uh, to get into some of like the crazy cool backs. Like like the credential they give us is like literally you can go anywhere on the entire property. Like mm. I spent a whole couple mornings just standing up on the roof with my binos, like just watching the workouts and stuff. You know it was cool like as doing? shit. What's that? Find Pet the speakeasy. Pet and horses. horses. <laughs> yeah, we could walk around the paddock. Uh, we'll definitely walk around the paddock and. Uh, I don't have a uh, horse yeah. guy. Then, I, I had a horse growing up. I love, yeah, go, go check love the, the connection. And stuff, yeah. Oh, my God. It's only like a nine-hour drive. <laughs> That's kind of a long drive. I love – no, I love driving. It's the only oh, time yeah. I get to listen to podcasts yeah. anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. I, love, I drove down to Chicago a few weeks ago just, just for the sake of, like, getting – again, getting away from these horrible children that are just spending all the time and listening to some podcasts. Just having some time. You can preview, yeah. You can listen to Derby previews the whole way. You'll know the horses better than I will, and I'll have been there petting them. So, oh, God, yeah. So it's great, man. All right. All right well, any, any, yeah, any yeah. listeners who are also already planning to be there, reach out to me. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tip some bourbon and rye and Crown Royal and, and water. All of the above. They do she not call Crown Royal and bourbon country. I'll tell you that much. No. At a minimum, <laughs> at a minimum, I will drive up to the, I'll drive up to uh, Canterbury Park. <laughs> if anybody's up there hit me up that'd be fun so all right we'll see you guys thanks for joining us we'll be back week with back next week with mike somich yeah talking everything derby everything oaks getting into it uh and talk ponies Cox horses look like they're ready to pop, man. I'm so fired up for the derby. There's going to be some good deaths. <laughs>